0: Welcome to the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Blondin. This is Season 2, Episode 13. We're already hitting... uh, Can't speak today already hitting week seven of the NFL. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about spreads, spreads, and spreads. And if you've joined us before, you know what we're talking about. We usually have one show during the week where we give our picks for the spreads and talk about some of the happenings of the previous week six action. And then later in the week, we'll also post another episode where we focus on the over-unders, a few plays there, and a few plays on the prop, 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 props, and a lot of player props and team props, a lot of fun. So please join us. And for those new listeners, those who have never joined us before, this is a sports betting podcast that, yes, predominantly focuses on sports betting, does also focus on the sports stories of the that matter today, and then because it's football season, we're going to predominantly focus on the NFL. That does not mean there will not be podcasts posted about various topics, various different sports. As time goes on, you'll see more of that, so hang in there. Give us a try. Join us on social media, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it at Overrated EXPER2 that's Overrated EXPER2 which could also be found on the episode details you can click there and join us give us your thoughts your picks leading into Sunday also we have a presence on Facebook Overrated Experience and Instagram Overrated Experience we hope to put more content on there as time and my time becomes available which is tough to do as a regular Joe out there just like you so i appreciate you again joining us for those who keep coming back each episode all around the world, I love it. I'm hoping you made some money this weekend. It was a tough weekend. A lot of upsets. A lot of things going on. A lot of injuries. A lot to get through. So let's get at it. Let's do a quick review, a recap of my thoughts on what happened in Week Six. So as far as results against the spread, we were eight and seven this week, and not not what I wanted. But we're, we're now at fifty-two and thirty-nine versus the spread using Spor- uh, FanDuel as our lines. And so through six weeks, like I said, 52 wins, 39 losses, one push, 57.1% pick rate, which, again, the last couple weeks have been solid just across. Really, week four carried us. And I got to believe that this is going to be a better week for us. Now, looking back on things, uh, I talked about just looking at some of the games that happened. Uh, Miami did what they needed to do. Just beat the shit out of Carolina. Carolina was hanging in there, up 14-0 early. Miami took over. Uh, Really nothing happening for Carolina after the first quarter. Indy shocked me. Many turnovers. They were in that game against Jacksonville despite the turnovers. I know the 17 points doesn't tell you that, but they were making a run in the fourth quarter. They just couldn't get it done. I thought Gardner Minshew would have had a better game as he stepped in for Richardson already and had victories in places like Baltimore. Uh, Also, Minnesota-Chicago... Justin Fields uh, looks like he's dislocated his thumb. He was out of there. This was not as much scoring as I thought, but Minnesota hung on. 19-13. New Orleans, Houston, what I expected, low scoring. And New Orleans just couldn't get the job done. Here's the killer right here. It's like San Francisco was 5-0 coming into the game against Cleveland. And I don't know about you. I'm not saying I'm a 49ers fan or looking at the 49ers, but I respect the fact, the team they've put together and assembled, and if you watch this team on a week-to-week basis, you can't help enjoy watching Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, and Brock Purdy to George Kittle, and you know all the weapons they have on both sides of the ball. But you know, at some point, injuries are going to creep in. This is their downfall. It's their—I don't know why—they are just plagued. With injuries, and nothing changed here early on the season. uh, They've lost Christian McCaffrey to an oblique injury. We don't know how serious it is and or how it will impact him coming into this weekend. Debo Samuel had a shoulder injury. He left and didn't come back. It looks like reports say it was negative. His x-rays on his shoulder. But what does that mean? Will he come back? You just don't want to see this team not make a run in the playoffs because of injury. Last year, they had a bad Run against Philadelphia in the NFC Championship. Brock Purdy getting injured early. And they you know, uh, really ran out of quarterbacks near the end there. So it wasn't uh, the show we wanted. So it's a shame that the 49ers, they lost. Cleveland put up a fight. They scrapped in there. And hey, they deserved the win even with P.J. Walker. I didn't see that coming for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, other games to look at. Atlanta, Washington. I, I didn't have a chance to watch. I was watching on Red Zone a bit, following on the radio following updates, and sometimes franchises, as in the Atlanta Falcons, can get in their way. They go out of their way to draft B. John Robinson, and they have a rookie, semi-rookie quarterback, Desmond Ritter, in there, second-year quarterback, uh, still trying to get his feet wet, but they keep going to the air. They have weapons, and I knew it, and I wanted the over-under in the passing yards, but I don't understand why they're not running the ball with B. John Robinson way more, or uh, Aguilar as well, and they had a chance for a two-point conversion. And they used, they don't use B. John Robinson. And why did they go for a two-point conversion? Down by 14. I know the analytics say, hey, go in the second half, is it? Go for two both times. I don't understand. Now they missed their two-point conversion. Now they got to go for eight. Bad coaching decisions. Bad decisions overall can just kill you in the NFL. And sometimes we get all this analytics on the star players and what they do. But sometimes it's the decisions that those star players do, like the quarterbacks, and or the players around them, like receivers, drop passes or coaching decisions that don't make sense and don't put their players in a best position to win. So really the analytics, you you have to sit and watch and really make an evaluation on some of the plays you will not see on Twitter, not see in the highlights those big plays that turn out to be difference makers, especially penalties, third and longs, and you get an unnecessary roughness or a rough in the quarterback. Those are just killers and game changers that we really don't, I don't think, analyze enough. So moving on, uh, looking at some of the other results. New England, done. It's, it's over, guys. Bill Belichick had his time. Just like, you know, Tom Landry of the Dallas Cowboys had his time. Just like uh, the Raiders had their time back in the 70s and early 80s. And just like the Cowboys had their time in the 90s. The Patriots' time is done. Unfortunately, they've left, uh, They've hung on too long and given Bill Belichick the keys. And it's not just the on-field coaching decisions. It's all the player personnel decisions. It's the coaching staff decisions. It's the draft positions. He is not putting together a team that's built for 2023. I don't know what they are. What are the New England Patriots with Mac Jones behind there? They have lack of skill. A lot of lack of skill. So I don't know what the game plan is. Now is the time to transition and start planting the seed that Bill Belichick is feeling kind of tired maybe wants to head down south or move to a consulting role or an advisor to the owner, that's going to be his role. He's going to take on that role at some point or he's maybe get another crack somewhere else. However, it's over. This, the franchise is a disaster right now. They have no direction, and that's the worst direction in the NFL. So the Vegas Raiders uh, got the win. And we got the win last week uh, because of a safety, uh, making four points for the Vegas Raiders. Either news and notes, the Lions smashed the Buccaneers. I thought the Buccaneers would come up after that bye. We can have a better performance, but I guess not. Philadelphia Jets, this is a case where the Jets had won, have won 20-14. to 14. However, a lot of bad decisions. I know Jalen Hurts is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and one of the guys I would take on my team any day, but he made a lot of bad decisions. Clock management, throwing the ball, getting picked in situations where you know, you got to recognize what's on the other side of the field and what the situation is. Worst case scenario, I take a sack. Worst case scenario, I punt it down, punt it away, and I and I have, I have Zach Wilson with no timeouts trying to go down the field, which is not going to happen, folks. It's not going to happen. Bad decision. Jalen Hurts got to be better. He is better. It's just a one-off for him. New York Giants almost pull off the upset against the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills did not look good at all and the Giants Tyrod Taylor looked good. Finally a Giants game where they were throwing the ball downfield and not laterally because that's all Daniel Jones does. But, you know, what a it was a brain dead error at the end of the first quarter, or sorry, second quarter, first half. Where the Giants up six nothing on the one yard line, no time left. Tyrod Taylor checks into a run play, which is a huge mistake. Veteran quarterbacks should not should know the situation, and then the team awareness to clock the ball. Even though they probably still went ahead of time, was unacceptable and maybe cost them the game. I will go to my grave thinking that that last play, to throwing to Darren Waller in the end zone, that was a pass interference, and I think several uh, high ranking folks. Former NFL officials who are on TV agree with me. The tug of the jersey into the end zone, and as he's trying to separate a tug to get affect uh, his leap to the ball, that's unacceptable. You're looking right at the play, and you don't call that. The Giants got hosed. Should have been on the half yard line. So uh, that's that really left a sour taste in my mouth. And this and the Monday nighter, Dallas Cowboys, LA Chargers. What it tells me watching this game is the Cowboys are a good team. They looked horrible against the 49ers, a great team. They look better than a mediocre team like the uh, Chargers. That's where the Cowboys are. They're in the middle. That Dak Prescott we seen last night, avoiding sacks, making plays happen, finding uh, CeeDee Lamb, big plays, finally getting uh Cooks into the play uh into the mix, which is a valuable weapon that the Cowboys have not utilized up to this point. Looked pretty damn good. But the Chargers, they're lost. The LA Chargers are a team that has loads of talent. They don't have the coaching. I don't they got to rein Justin Herbert in. He's made some bad decisions, especially late in that game. Missed a lot of throws. He has to be, hey, he's a guy that's being paid big money. He's a superstar quarterback, but he's got to play and give results like a superstar quarterback. And he just he missed a lot of open passes that would have had a significant change potentially in the outcome of that ball game last night. So that's the recap of last night. And we're gonna head into week seven of the NFL. Isn't is it going by fast? It's insane how fast this season's going along. And now the problem is, is we get into a situation that injuries, potential injuries, and making picks earlier in the week leading into the weekend can be risky for the fact that who's gonna play, who's not. But we're going to do it anyway. So the season's uh, week seven opens up on Thursday night with the Jacksonville Jaguars take on and visit the New Orleans Saints who the Saints are a three-point favorite. I'm going to take the Saints here because Trevor Lawrence's knee right now does not look good. All right? He, he does not look good. He, he, he's got an injured knee. It's very questionable if he's going to start on Thursday, and if, even if he does start, a big part of his game the last few weeks has been mobile in the pocket. And if a bad knee, I'll take New Orleans at home, even though minus three and their offense is not clicking. I got to believe this is going to be kind of a 17 7 type of game. I'll take the Saints minus three. Atlanta, Haw- Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta Falcons visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers have looked piss poor the last two games. Baker Mayfield has looked like Baker Mayfield from the Cleveland days or the Carolina days. Not the Ram days or the early Buccaneer days. They're a two and a half point favorite. I will say this is going to be a bounce back game for uh, Baker Mayfield. He's got a non-throwing hand injury. I don't think that's going to impact him. The Atlanta Falcons... Again, they 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 don't know. I don't know what their direction is. Desmond Ritter on the road. I don't think he gets the job done. I think two and a half points makes sense. This is a field goal game. Take the Buccaneers, two and a half. Buffalo Bills head into the awful New England Patriots home game. Eight and a half, and a half point favorites. Buffalo, I talked to Josh Allen, may have some uh, banged up a little bit. So keep in mind, I'm going to take the Bills at eight and a half with. The caveat that Josh Allen is going to play this game and be healthy and the New England Patriots are going to be the New England Patriots and do nothing terrible. So eight and a half points. I like the Bills. Cleveland in Indy. Cleveland's actually the favorite. I don't see Deshaun Watson coming back and P.J. Walker did enough to get by the 49ers, but I think that was a one-off. That was their Super Bowl meaning that they know that Deshaun Watson's out. 49ers are undefeated. They came, guns a blurring. However, the 49ers had a few injuries in that game. I think it was a a one-off here. I like Gardner Minshew and the Colts to bounce back here. Last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars was really the only time he showed that, yeah, now I know why you're a backup quarterback with all those turnovers. There's nothing that the Cleveland Browns are going to do to impress me on the road offensively where the Colts can't at least chip away and squeeze out a victory and as the underdog i'll take the colts and i'll take that money long but this is a spread show so you get two and a half points in your favor we have the detroit lions big matchup this is the best one o'clock game in my opinion the detroit lions go into baltimore take on the ravens now the ravens are three-point favorites the lions are quite banged up at the running back position david montgomery uh rib issue uh don't know if he'll play don't know if he'll play uh is it ribs or neck? So it's a ribs? So ribs issue. Gibbs is already... Jamari Grib, Gibbs is out. So they have questions at the running back position. But I'm going to tell you what. They have enough weapons. And Jerick Goff has looked impressive. And the Baltimore Ravens haven't been blowing anybody's doors off offensively. I, I'm i going to take the Lions in this one. I'm going to go with Jerick Goff, my boy. Don't ever, you know, bring that up again. He's not my boy. But he's been playing well. And the Ravens are shaky. They're shaky. After what I've seen against Pittsburgh, I was not impressed. Uh, Tennessee, they were solid. But there's nothing, no reason why the Detroit Lions can't come into this ballgame and take a victory on the road. So we head to Las Vegas, Chicago. This is a weird one because it doesn't. we don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play. He left in an ambulance. An ambulance, that's not a good sign. Left Jimmy G to the hospital while Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer, still around. He's the ultimate backup quarterback. Former Houston Texans starter. But think about that game last week. New England and Las Vegas. You had Mac Jones, current starter for New England. Jimmy Garoppolo, former starter for New England. Brian Hoyer, former starter slash really backup to uh, Tom Brady in New England. What a weird coincidence. Former offensive coach Josh McDaniels coaching Las Vegas. Bill Belichick coaching New England. It was a weird one. But... I think Brian Hoyer, at least when you look on the other side of the field with the Chicago Bears, that Justin Fields is not going to play. And uh, Tyson Baggett, 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 bag shit is going to be playing for the uh, Chicago Bears. I like the Vegas uh, Raiders, minus three. I don't see the Bears getting much going here. They didn't get much going against the, against the Minnesota Vikings. They didn't get DK more involved until later in the game. They should have. If you watched around the NFL, man, teams are figuring out that I need to spread and get the ball to my star receivers early and often. And I don't know why that memo wasn't passed around to Chicago last week. Five catches for DK Moore, but that should have been like Adam Thielen type catches, like 11, 12. That's how you get your offense going. Piss poor coaching, piss poor quarterbacking, and not recognizing how you're going to win a football game. I don't think that's going to happen uh, with Vegas. I think Josh Jacobs is going to be the difference in this game. I don't know how much Brian Hoyer is going to get the ball in the hands of Devontae Adams, and uh, Jacoby Myers. So I wouldn't touch those props anyway. But J- Josh Jacobs might be the guy to look at here. But I like the Vegas Raiders minus three. Washington Commanders head into the New York Giants as a two point favorite. We got two games where the Commanders came out decently, solid against an Atlanta Falcons team. and They beat by eight. And then you got the New York Giants who stood in, covered a 14 and a half point spread in Buffalo. And I think this is too low. There's no way that the Commanders should not come into this game and knock off the Giants. You have game film now on the Giants with Tyrod Taylor. You have game film on what the Giants did well to kind of slow down the Buffalo Bills offense. I think the Commanders got to come out with a big win here. Minus two is too low. Take the Commanders as a division winner here against their division rival, the Giants. Arizona... Uh, against Seattle. Seattle's a seven and a half point favorite. I will give credit to Arizona. Okay. Joshua Dobbs has now established, look what he's done. He's established himself as the next 10 years, he's going to have a job. He's never going to be the first choice. No franchise is going to take Joshua Dobbs and say, he's my guy for the next three years. That's not going to happen. It's not happening in Arizona. They're figuring out where they want to take this football team. They want to figure out what to do with Kyler Murray and what maybe they'll do in the draft. So keep in mind that Joshua Dawes will be a career backup or a placeholder for a team that is going to look at the draft to cover their next 10 years with a franchise quarterback. But... He's established himself enough where he will have a job and be paid well because he's done a pretty solid job. He hasn't blown anybody's doors off, but he's kept Arizona in games. Lately, I think you see that the Cardinals are sticking in games in the first half, and then the other teams start pulling away. And I don't think there'll be any difference here. I think the Seattle Seahawks, after that big loss in Cincinnati, will cover the 7.5 point point spread here. Pittsburgh, off a bye week, heads on to take on the LA Rams. Pittsburgh, I don't know what they are. They got a big win against uh, Baltimore uh, pre-bye week. And really, they pulled that one out of their ass because they should have lost that game. Baltimore should have closed that out. And that's the problem with Pittsburgh. If you leave them hanging around and you turn the ball over and make bad decisions, they're going to creep up and beat you. Give Mike Tomlin credit. I don't know how he even puts together a a 500-ball club here that uh, can hang in with these teams, especially on the road. But he does. He does, and he's got special players on the defensive side. He's got some offensive players on the uh, on the offensive side. Can he pick it? I don't know. It's kind of like the jury's out on him. I like the Rams still at minus three here, and that's with the understanding that Cooper Cup has been impactful. Obviously, Stafford's go-to guy. They should have enough weapons here to get by the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. Great game, game of the maybe the day here. You got the Miami Dolphins heading to Philadelphia for the Sunday nighter. And the Philadelphia Eagles are are a minus two favorite. The Eagles have played well. They didn't play well last week. They play well, well. They're not smashing teams like they did last year. But they're, you know, you, you know that it's them and San Fran as the class of the NFC. However, when you got Miami as an underdog, you know, only two points. Why can't they beat Philadelphia? Why can't they put up points against the Philadelphia Eagles? Remember, the Philadelphia Eagles are not the same defense as last year. All right. Why can't Miami? They can play any style of game. They can run and gun with the Eagles and put up points fast. So I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins on the road Sunday night. Bank it. And then you have the Monday night of the San Francisco 49ers, six and a half point favorites heading into Minnesota. Minnesota getting their second win in Chicago. They're two and four. They're desperate. And what you know what they want is they want to be 500 at least before they consider bringing Justin Jefferson off the pup list and see where the season's at and make sure that they can make a playoff run. And if they can, you know, they got the 49ers right where they want them. You know, banged up. No Christian McCaffrey, potentially. No Debo Samuel, potentially. So I like the Vikings to cover. They may not win this game because the 49ers will find a way to win. But I like the Vikings here. They cover six and a half. So the quick recap: you've got the Saints minus three, Tampa Bay minus two and a half over Atlanta, Buffalo Bills eight and a half over New England, Indy to cover two and a half over Cleveland at home. Detroit to upset the Baltimore Ravens at home, who are a three-point favorite. Las Vegas to cover the minus three over Chicago on the road. Commanders, minus two to cover over the Giants on the road. Arizona loses uh, and Seattle wins by eight or more points. Uh, because they cover the 7.5 at home. Pittsburgh loses to the uh, La- uh, the LA Rams, who will cover the three points uh, that they're favored by. Green Bay wins on the road in Denver. I didn't even talk about that game. And, I, you know, I didn't talk about the game. Green Bay wins. There, I talked about the game. One and a half point favorite. I like Green Bay. And, oh, I, you know, I missed this game too. Holy cow, man, I'm losing it. LA Chargers, uh, KC, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, 5.5 point favorite. What I see from LA, the LA Chargers, I don't see a reason why. They go. They usually pay, play Kansas City tough, but they're looking like they're on the verge of having that whole discussion about the coach. Uh, you know, it's it's going to happen. They're going to move on. It's he's had a he's had a few uh, swings at the uh, you know the can here with Justin Herbert. They can't wait too long to pull the trigger. He's going to be gone. Uh, so that's that's going to be the storyline. The Chiefs cover six or more, no problem there. That is it. I don't think I missed anything else. I hope uh, you guys have a tremendous week. Be on the lookout for the Over Undies prop, 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 prop podcast coming out in a few days. I hope all your bets are winning bets. Stay in there. Stay safe. And I love the fact that you follow us. And please, please, please follow us on Twitter. Overrated. E-X-P-R-2. Love you guys. Have a great day. The pleasure's all been yours, of course. We are over and out.